A content warning for this podcast, we'll be using explicit language and discussing non-consensual sex, but this should be clearly signposted before we discuss it. Hello and welcome to Interactive Intimacies, a podcast about sexy things and going past court pieces. Who am I? I am Lara and I'm here with... That was an opportunity for one of us to jump in. Yes. Hi. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't ready for that. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Michael. Uh, and who else have we got with us? Um, I'm Claire. Uh, maybe it's good to tell a little bit more about ourselves. Uh, um, I think that's probably a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Does anyone want to start with that or should I just go for it? Go for it, Lara. All right. So I'm Lara. Uh, my preferred pronouns, let's just start with that because that's a thing, are they and them. Uh, she is also fine. Who cares? Uh, I'm genderqueer. I'm from the Netherlands. That's the thing too. I'm a barista, um, full-time, part-time kinkster, and very gay um, for men and women and anything in between. So I guess that's pansexual. Cool. Um, should I jump in then? Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, my name is Michael. I am a physics student. Um, I My pronouns are he, him. Um, cisgender, but queer. I don't have a particularly good label beyond that, but yes, yeah, something along those lines. Um, just interested in critical discourse and sexy things are a big part of that. So here we are talking about interesting, cool new things. I'm Claire, uh, pronounced she, her. Um, I guess I'm the straight-passing one. Um. We're going to jump into this minefield straight away. Wow. <laughs> we're not here, yeah, we're not here discussing queerness specifically. And I mean, we are starting off, uh, I think we should mention this, with a, a queer game. But like, this is not meant to be exclusively about that sort of stuff. I think... It's willing. It's worth. It. And I, I yeah. think it's. Um, I think it's an important lens that isn't applied enough. So, but I think we've got a fair variety of perspectives between the three of us. Because oh, I would con- absolutely totally. Because yeah, I mean, I, I would consider myself pretty pansexual, but I am very straight in my history. So, and ancestors. Fair enough. But yeah, now um, it's probably leads very neatly onto what we're going to be talking about and yeah so anything to do with sex sexy things sexy elements but also gender sexuality um power dynamics between gender um how it's handled how it's presented how it's represented in games all the sorts of interesting issues that might be a bit too i don't know controversial a bit too prickly to be dealing with in other forms or other areas of coverage and things that we find really interesting so yeah don't know if any either of you have something to add to about what i think it's a topic uh especially in games that gets treated the same old way as a sort of sideshow when really there's such a diversity of life experience there which aren't being taken advantage of and that we're embarrassed to talk about as something that we can make gameplay mechanics from and say meaningful things about. Oh, just the general idea that games aren't good at doing sex is pretty, like, quickly both disproved and also, I don't know, um, there are some ways we really reinforce that mentality and the sorts of things that get popular and get played, but I, I, I think there's a whole lot more going on that is very interesting to have a look at. It's also just a big part of people's lives. I mean, it's it's something we care about and are interested in and live every day. So why not pay attention to it? Exactly. And that's also kind of why I wanted to start this entire um, podcast with you guys. Is um, I've always found sexuality to be presented weird in non-sexual games. Uh, and that's kind of what you said in the first place. Like, sex is done badly in video games. They don't have to be, but they usually are in games that are not meant to be sexual, per se. So it's the representation of characters, all that sort of thing. But that might be for another podcast, because... Yeah, we will definitely get on to representation in non-sexy games, because we are starting off with... Drumroll, please. A sexy game. Indeed we are. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a pretty sexy game. 
An explicitly sexy game, unless you don't want it to be. Black bars are optional. Um, but yeah, should we actually say what the game is? That might be helpful. So, coming out on top, the name of the game. So, who's it developed by? We don't actually know. Well, Obscurasoft. <laughs> it's they. They have. Um, she has uh, plenty of internet presence as Obscurasoft. But yeah, we don't exactly know who we're dealing with, but that's all it's right a, because it's, it's a woman got, with a vag. Yeah, yeah. That that's a thing. The FAQ says it's a woman with a vag! Exclamation mark. So, um, yeah. I mean. That might be an interesting point to start with. So, like, do you think this has got a feminine point of view on what male sexuality is like? Well, I don't think so. Just, like, straight out of the bat. Okay, <laughs> but that's, that's really me. interesting to hear. <laughs> but that's because because it's. I think it's a really... Um, it has, like... I think it has strong, um, open-minded thematics. Um... But again, this is very much influenced by what I, where I come from and what parts of the game I played specifically, because I didn't play everything. Yeah, no, I, I think it would have been a bit arduous to ask everyone to play everything. So we've all like picked out some different routes that we found exciting or interesting or uh, uh, compelling in some way. I won't say good. Except because... me, because I'm, I just like to pick apart systems and... Um... Yeah. As a result, have seen every single path in every... Well, not every iteration, because that would be insane, but all the ones that result in pictures. Yeah, I'm sure you can tell what sort of pictures those are going to be. So, yeah, just a very brief outline of what coming out on top starts with. You play as Mark. Mark is a a guy in the the final semester, so like halfway through the final year of his college degree. And he comes out to his roommates. His roommates are Ian, um, potential sex partner, that's a thing. And Penny, um, uh, a very, very uh, lively app developer um, who introduces you to lots of exciting, interesting things in her inevitable way. Um, And through the course of the game, you get the chance to meet men of various sorts and varying body types but all of them very pretty and all of them very inter- interested in having sex with you if you pick the right dialogue options. So <laughs> it's, it's a, a pretty classic Rempai-style uh, dating sim game. Um, pick the options, no real mechanics or anything like that. Just chat to people and try and get that sex, because that's what you do in a sex game. Yeah, so what do we think about Mark to start with? I'd say he's slightly better than other, well, some other um, dating sim protagonists that I've seen. I mean, at the end of the day, the protagonist is always, almost always going to be someone fairly bland that you can imprint yourself on. cipher and not much more than that. But Yeah. yeah, he is still, so he has a few like decent lines and stuff. He does seem to have a bit of a personality, but mostly yeah. he's just a bit boring. A thing. <laughs> like yeah. a, a mass of vague personality traits and generally quite boring. Yeah, I mean he, I think the main thing is he is like very obviously like a like an archetype that you have to have to get into the mindset of because the game really for me works at two speeds and i think this is like where i'd really start with like where this game was most interesting for me and when it started to fall down is that at the first like the first playthrough it's really hard it's very very hard because what you do is you act out the life of a 21 year old and the life of a 21-year-old is boring and complex and full of lots of competing interests and generally quite unproductive. And that's generally what you seem to do most of the time. And I don't think I've basically seen anyone who's um, got through their first playthrough without thinking, firstly, Mark's a bit boring, and two, I didn't get very far because I didn't know what I was doing. And oddly enough, that's pretty relatable. I mean, that's sort of how life works and that's sort of what most people's experiences are like particularly with a with a queer sexuality um yeah um i must add to that like uh regarding mark's personality as well and his blandness 
I found him to be less bland than I hoped him to be because. Oh wow. Um, well, like if you're on the edge of blandness, I'd rather have you completely like let the options be so wild and varied that you can just implant your own personality or your own choices to actually go wherever you want to go with that, or have a really good personality and that's something that's like making the story happen. But because you're making these semi-interesting choices, uh, uh, the person should have like some some kind of blandness, some vagueness, some undefinedness, because you want to make choices that might contradict each other. Um, mm, yeah. But what I noticed is that this, um, for the choices I did have, they did seem to narrow down a certain path. And my first place too. This is like I very much relate to that, but um, I'm tr I really try to just make the choice that I felt comfortable with as a person, and it really went nowhere. And then it went somewhere I didn't like that much. But maybe we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I I didn't really like. I've played other games that seem to offer me either a lot more personality or so little personality that I could just make whatever choice I felt comfortable with and that eventually became the character rather than oh, having yeah. some midway. Yeah. I think coming out on top might be pretty remarkable for being a like quite intensively written game. I, I think like there is actual like semblance of a plot here and motivation and things happen and obviously yeah. they're contrived and obviously very wacky and silly and like wrapped around the the obvious like the trajectories that the um creator wants you to follow but there is a yep. plot here and there is writing here uh, yeah Claire. that is true um yeah i mean i thought overall the writing was generally pretty damn good like it was genuinely pretty funny quite often um <laughs> like the, the contrived situations again it's just like that that's dating sim shit like <laughs> so many of what problems i do have with this game are just that's dating sim shit which is no excuse because you should ask how these things improve but yeah i yeah, i was totally. very impressed with it in that respect yeah um i did say though that it works sort of well what for me at least at two speeds um, yeah. And the, the first is the sort of I make decisions that feel human or mm -hmm. vaguely realistic or that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. And then at some point you say, no, I'm playing this game because I want to see boys having sex with each other. Yeah. And you find a guide and there is one guide on Tumblr that I'm sure all of us have gravitated towards. And mm -hmm. you follow it and immediately all the trappings of plot basically fall away. And, and, and at that point it essentially becomes a sort of like sex image dispenser and i don't really know whether and i i say that in a flippant way but i've played better sex image dispensers than this <laughs> yeah um so yeah no i just wanted to to hear what you thought about how it like treats sex once you start aiming to actually find those scenes and those roots Mm. Well, um, once I did start doing it, I quite enjoyed the story I followed because I went for Ian. Ian? I don't know how we Ian, say that. Think, yeah. yeah, Ian, right? Um, and once I went for him, I found it quite an interesting story because it's not about... And I really don't know how this is with the other men. Um, there's really quite a lot of back and forthing. And um, I felt that the guy just made my character, my mark, just a certain kind of mark. I, does that make sense? It became a sport. Yeah. Yeah, it was became it like a sport mark rather than yeah. the uh, conscious and responsible mark that I tried to play before um, and got me nowhere. <laughs> but becoming this sort of like hanging out kind of guy uh, suddenly made Mark and Ian work for some reason but also not so the story in itself was still very interesting and actually I found it much more interesting than the sexy scenes that eventually came out of it yeah I totally me. agree with that yeah and uh, so yeah 
I mean, I guess the thing with the the sort of sexy thing, it seems thing as well. It's something that. I guess I would put under dating sim shit as well, that you have to generally to get the scare quotes good ending, um, you have to at some point turn a sexy scene down. And which which sort of varies in terms of how well that works, because for some of them, it just makes no sense. It's like, oh, you went down on this guy once, so you can't get the happy ending because we're not going to explain why that action means that he doesn't fall for you. He just doesn't. <laughs> That's again like what you said. It's the dating sim shit for for part of that, I think. But I don't think it has to pull that because when I tried to reinterpret that from like a real life perspective, I thought that was complete bullshit. Like, why can't you have sex and then have a good life still and then have sex again? I mean, like, the, what? <laughs> there's the one exception with that, which is Jed. Like all of his scenes, you can just yeah have them happen. I mean, I mean... Um, Jed is just supposed to be the sex fiend and that's fine. Yeah. But um, to be honest, Jed is the route I appreciated most because it was very upfront about the sort of parameters of the relationship, whereas Alex in particular is the one that I thought, Alex being your lecturer, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is just fantastic to start with anyway, uh, where the parameters were incredibly confusing and incredibly great all the way through. Yeah, and- I'm... I think because I also went for um, I went for Alex as my first one, and I think there's a fair chance that I might have hit all the right options the first time because I did it second time with before I resorted to a walkthrough and I got that through. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, sooner or later you just have that one choice where you just slightly misinterpret what it's saying or. It seems to be something irrelevant, but then it, like, immediately blocks you off and you potentially don't even know, so you can't, like, scroll back unless your save's coming. Yeah, yeah. So I do think it tells you something pretty interesting about, like, the, the attitude it has, because... It's pretty clear, like, they expect people to run through multiple routes and they can't expect everyone to be 100% invested in the plot every single time. That's just totally unreasonable. But um, in terms of the sorts of attitude it has towards how it gives you sex, and I say that very particularly because that's what I think it's trying to do. um, Yeah. Yeah, it runs off a delayed gratification thing that you have to invest time to get a reward and the more time you invest and the more patient you are the more you get out of it and like i totally understand that from the sort of tropes of the genre thing but i also think underlying that just it implies a real sort of commodification here that like you get rewards for for persistence or something like that and that feels like a, a very, very artificial way of constructing a relationship, despite, like, the plotting actually being all right. That, like, but my favourite example of this is Filbert's route, who is um, um, your roommate's cousin that you have to pick up from the airport. And, uh, like, after a while, you figure out that not only is a nerd, he gets turned on by general knowledge quizzes, and that you have to succeed at an actual general knowledge quiz to get the knowledge out. Not the knowledge out, to get the sex out. And then, like... That sort of dynamic is, it's it's not very comfortable given that you know you're basically paying. It's it's a it's a turns transactional. It turns really really like it felt for me at least really nasty after a little while that mm. what you were basically doing was paying with time to get rewarded for it. Mm. Maybe, but that's maybe a way. And this might be generalizing or anything, but maybe that's a way to give like a, sort of like a puzzly or a gamey structure to something that's really in, like you said, a sex dispenser. Mm, um, definitely. And I can imagine that being like extra strong with his storyline. I really did not like him. Um, yeah, no, so I yeah, clear um, of him very quickly. Yeah, um, no, he's, a, he's an odd character and a very like interesting inclusion that you have to basically spend a lot of time figuring out like basically trying to game him Mm -hmm. because he is an inherently quite unappealing character and inherently quite like affronted like 
a character who doesn't want to engage with you whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, essentially, you have to game him in order to figure out what you're doing. I am sure that's the sort of character that near no one actually manages to get without finding a guide. Yeah. And yeah, it turns from like well plotted, vaguely interesting, realistic, like human life simulator to sex dispenser that is transactional in its nature, which is mm. it's a it's a weird tra- uh, transformation. But I think mm. like. It partly is down to the nature of these games, and it's partly down to, like, well, this is the sort of game we want to make. I don't know. I mean, I think that's partly a sort of narrative, like, a very typical narrative trope with him, that, you know, he's the the standoffish military guy, and he's secretly got a heart of gold, and he's into, like, trivia and stuff, and that's... I don't know how much of that's the transactional thing, like, you must get through this in order to get to the good stuff. Um, do we want to talk about some of the specific routes? Because I know I think we have um, yeah. particular things to talk about. So should we start with... Um, should we start with Alex? Because I think this is the one that needs the most like attention paid to it to start with. Yes. Um, I also have some questions because I never played his route, so I don't know if everything from that route always shows up. Well, you you know what? So, um, how about you introduce him, like a little more further, and then we'll talk about it. Cool. Um, so yeah, at the very start of the game, the first choice you get after coming out to your roommates is you get the option to go to a gay bar or not, and you have the deliberation. Oh, it's it's a bit early, isn't it? And you get a bit frightened, and you maybe you decide to go to the gay bar. In which case, you get hit on by this sort of. 35, 40-year-old, very attractive man who um, uses lame pickup lines and um, congratulates you on coming out. And at that point, you don't know who this person is and you basically have the option of taking his number or being a bit standoffish. But unless you say not interested, I think, um, you'll find out that he is your anatomy lecturer at university. And... At that point, he pulls you aside and says, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't realise I was going to encounter any students, but, like, I hope you enjoy my lectures. And I think, essentially, if you have any sort of positive interaction, so you say, well, yeah, like, I'm not looking to pick anyone up, but it was nice meeting you, or, hey, can I have your number, at the very, very start of the game, and pretty much you will guarantee to proceed at least a small way down that route, and that includes a very, very weird dream fantasy sequence. See, it's interesting with that sequence, because I didn't get... I was specifically pursuing him the first time I played through, and I didn't get that scene, so I don't know exactly what Hmm. triggers it. Exactly, that's what I'm curious about. Like, why did that happen? Um... Yeah, so when Alex pulls you out of the class after you meet him, uh, you get about four or five options. Uh, Three or four being quite positive, one of them being uh, gentle but dismissive, which is the one I picked because I wasn't interested in dating a teacher, um, but I did still appreciate uh, him being a nice guy. that still led me onto a path I didn't really like, and I'm really surprised to hear from Claire that that path doesn't seem to show up when he actually go for him. Well, I mean, I I say I was actively pursuing him. I was sort of role playing it a bit, and yeah. and possibly metering it a bit in the sort of oh, it's the teacher. He'll probably want you to be very very standoffish until you fall into his arms. But yeah, no, um, that scene I do remember getting as well in routes where I wasn't actively pursuing. In fact, my Brad route, I did get that scene and felt very confused as to why, because I thought I'd been the most, again, role-playing very slightly, but being polite and not particularly aggressive, but still, like, very firm that I wasn't interested and still got that fantasy scene. So I think I, think I ended up in a similar boat to Lara in that case. Yeah, maybe it's good to talk about the scene. The yeah, yeah, scene. I think we should. Um, and that's actually my first encounter with the game after just buying it and um, mm. starting to play it. And again, it was this was uh, like I was playing it as much as I would like to make decisions myself. I went out to the gay bar. I did accept his number because I thought he was a really nice guy. At that point, you don't know he's your teacher. Uh, this is previously mentioned. Um, but finding out him at school, I did turn him down gently. 
and was then greeted with what I didn't realize was what would later turn out to be a dream scene. I did not get to the conclusion of this because it was a scene um, which um, suggested a lot of non-consent and if there's anything that doesn't really go with me at all, it's that. And it was very off-putting for me. Um, to just give a general idea of the setting, you are in the lecturing hall along with your fellow students. Uh, the teacher, Alex, is giving an, an anatomy lesson and you are being called forward uh, whilst being taught about the male sexuality and the perineum. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, perineum and prostate. Yeah, perineum and prostate. And he's going to live explain on you what's going on with that and in that point in time I was hoping for an option to pop up to say no or to run away this option did not appear and I tried to quick click through it but the scene lasted so goddamn long I decided to just quit the game and I haven't played it for five days after that because I was very off put by it it's very very fair and it's a very odd scene yeah. But, yeah. Somehow, the implication being that, firstly, if you medicalize sex, it's okay if you don't get consent, and also, if you present a scene without consent, it's okay if it's a dream. And it's one of the the the, the, the couple of cases where I really think the game tries to really have it both ways. That like play off the very very like dubious like exploitative sexuality that you often get in dating sims against yeah. like oh we're morally superior because we have things about what it's actually like to come out or what um we, we care about consent or this sort of thing um and i really really fa find it uncomfortable that it it tries to have some semblance of moral superiority when it has scenes like that in it no, but that's that's exactly all I know about Alex Roots. So that's me. It's tricky, I guess, because I mean, like, I'm sure that scene is definitely going to be appealing for some people. But yeah, I think it's the the fact that you have no means to avoid it once once you've triggered it, you've triggered it, and you can't back out. And it happens so early. Um, I mean, I pegged it as a dream pretty much immediately. So I was just like, well, this is. This is obviously going for the ridiculous sex, sexual fantasy thing. So I was kind of okay with it. But yeah, it's not really okay to jump back. And, and yeah, as you say, it's a sort of very sex positive thing, otherwise, and very. Um, it's got quite a bit of focus on like safe sex practices like the the way that it will always very specifically talk about how they're using condoms and lube every single time to the point that i'm sure some of them are copies and pastes like i meant to go through <laughs> because there's a couple of lines Double that check. i i swear i saw nice. like three or four times about like lubing people yeah. up but i couldn't <laughs> i didn't in the end um yeah, no, the, the, it's got a very weird effect. I wouldn't say weird, actually. It's just got a lot of affection for that. Uh, but also just the ease with which it talks about toys and nominally straight or by curious boys just yeah. buying toys and liking toys because that's yeah. a thing that they like, which, I, which is actually genuinely kind of refreshing and nice to see. Yeah, very much so. Um, but that's also probably because this is... Um well, that's why I was so curious about who wrote it and this obscure software, like... They're hard to, well, really pinpoint who they are. Yeah, and I think it might be a thing that we return to, but it really is a matter of trust whether you think that the person you're you're dealing with like has a an understanding of the issues they're dealing with and has yeah. a, has a like a considered attitude to them, and what they're doing is for the for the for the benefit of the either the plot or the mechanics or the the experience that they want the person at the other end to have. And honestly, mm -hmm. I think a lot of this can, if not down to ill will, can be put down to a serious lack of thought about the, the uh, wider context. Because there's obviously serious thought going into the sex positivity, but some things are just associated with the genre that are just really, really nasty and problematic. And there's certainly some awareness there because there is the, like, it mentions fetishes and uncomfortable stuff as part of the um, the warning message at the beginning of yeah, the game. Yeah, that is absolutely true. 
but it's whether a warning message is really enough if you because it's the always the problem with these games and like a, a lot of games that include more sort of problematic sex have, has this sort of problem that it's all very well to have it and say like people are interested in this and like they should be allowed to explore their fetish but if you're blindsiding people with it then it's not okay yeah that but that's like after that scene after i dealt with it i thought about this other game and i sadly i don't remember the name properly um but this is this uh cute little um dating game visual novel kind of game and it's very specifically focused on uh, consent, and it's giving it's giving you the option any time to back out of sex, uh, and it's quite vanilla. -y. There's a little kinky twist, and it's about four um, sex demons visiting a girl's house, and she's still a virgin, and she kind of wants to have sex, uh, and it's all very nice and cool. And but the game at all times gives you this extra button of saying, "Oh, I want to back out." and it doesn't give you a bad ending. And that's something that kind of amazed me at the time. Yeah. And it's, it's, again, it's like a four-setting game. Like, it has four little arcs, and that's it. Um, but I think that would be really nice to at least employ into settings that could be intimidating in any kind of way. Um, and I kind of missed that in this... Uh, again, I'm expecting stuff that's very unusual for dating sims to have to have in this game. But, but again, I don't think it's it's at all uh, a problem to say we really expect better by this t uh, by this point. Yeah, I think so. Especially in the revolution, we're having. Well, I don't know if it's a revolution, but <laughs> <laughs> you'd expect some progress in sexuality. Are there any other specific characters you want to have a? Give a quick mention because we've dwelt I on mean, Alex. We, a bit. we could go yeah. through them all and we could at least chat about who they are, yeah. if, even if we don't go into detail on so, them. Yeah, no, um, my personal favourite is probably Jed because, like I said earlier, the parameters with him are really, really clear. He just likes fucking lots. It's what he does. And you have to go, and you want um, to get his band back him. together. <laughs> yeah, that is also true. I mean, there are ulterior motives, but generally, like, fucking a lot is high on the agenda. Um, you meet him when there's a very, very weird loud noise coming from the flat below you, and you have to go and investigate, or maybe you choose not to, but in my case, at one point, I did, and found this um, punk-haired Asian dude um, opening the door completely naked, saying, are you here for the Bukaki party? Um... To which you can respond, mm, yes, or mm, no, and decide whether you want to pursue a, a relationship from there. Um, just on the basis that it felt like the most... And, and this might actually sound weird, given the, the, the praise we've heaped on its plotting. It felt like the most like emotionally satisfying in that it was very uncomplicated. Like, obviously, you have to... There are all sorts of contrivances of plot to make sure that there is a challenge to actually get what you want out of it. But um, it felt, like, emotionally just like your two dudes yeah. who like each other go fuck lots. It's really, really that simple. It's also... I think it's the only one that has major sort of other people teasing you for the relationship like not in a negative way but like the, the whole groupie thing like it's it's other people acknowledging it as as more than the oh do you like him did did, did you like him a little bit and it's like yeah yeah no, no this is like a thing and it's a social like feature and it's a part of like how we live our lives and that's a really really nice thing to see yeah i mean the, the one of the few other moments that roots get mentioned is philbert who we talked about a little earlier um where basically wherever you, whenever you go out with him you get tailed by two army jerks who proceed to heckle you with homophobic language which gets increasingly more absurd and more sexy um, and just yeah it, it gets very odd it, to the point where they uh, uh, I'm not even sure, like, I think the joke is at the end that they, like, realised that they were grabbing yeah. each other's dicks in, in basic training. And, I mean, it's not a very good joke, and no. the payoff isn't very good. No, but, like, I, I, I mean, I... D it's... 
it exists and that's a thing i mean it's 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 it felt like a very weak attempt to get some jeopardy into an otherwise very like solid relationship by that yeah point. certainly yeah, that, that, i mean i i did laugh at that stuff when uh like the first time you they when you encounter them in the sports bar and you have the first time where you've got the guy who's got the test and he just goes into he just starts going into these incredibly detailed description of what he thinks Phil is fantasizing about <laughs> which is just yeah, it was just know. really funny so, uh, but then yeah, but then the joke as a whole but, yeah. is like yeah homophobic army guys and it turns out they that he was grabbing the other guy's dick. They, they like dicks as well. Everyone <laughs> likes dicks. Woo, yeah. The moral of the story is you probably <laughs> like dicks. <laughs> dicks, they're here for you. Um, yeah, um, quickly running through the others. Who else is there? Brad. Um, sports jock Brad. Um, yeah, he's a, a kind of a weird character because your, your like interactions with him are like exclusively through two tutorial yeah. sessions and a lot of weird psychosexual stuff going on with his brother which I'm not qualified to talk about um, there, there's this sort of implication that he's like been miscast as this like lazy kid this party animal when he's actually just really dumb and you're meant to feel sorry for him for being dumb which is a very odd position to be put in and um, you're also like like you discover his homosexuality through the cipher of being sent other people's smut, which is very yeah, weird. Yeah, and it was like you, you, you're, you're essentially staring at the, the nude videos of one of the other potential tutors that could be teaching this yes. guy. Which is, it's such a it's such a weird, incestuous really relationship. And, and, the, and the like, surely there could have been like he's a sports jock get him doing sports you, you like, can get him doing I, I sports guess. if you do the alternate ending with him <laughs> yeah no, there Which is, is that but I mean a like, thing and you, and you have to know sports to it, get the good ending at all yeah. which is I mean I mean, I guess that's something that we didn't mention with Phil the fact that you have to do a a really elaborate um, yeah no I, I, we mentioned uh, the general knowledge quiz. we mentioned the general knowledge quiz briefly but it's literally like what is the capital of Papua New Guinea? Um, tick. It's so elaborately yeah. put together because it, you've got like complex. five different subjects at and three they get increasingly hard, levels. and you can tell that they've got like a whole set of questions that they could be drawing from. And I bet they're like semi-randomized as well. Like, I, I don't know, and the whole thing's so pointless as well because you can just scroll back. Yeah, you can scroll back or Google. <laughs> like, those are things you can do. Yeah, it's it, just it was a kind of a really point of pride strange. that on my first pass through, I got like thirteen out of fifteen. It was like a serious point of like, of like <laughs> propping up my intellectual like capabilities. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it, it's a recurring thing, and there's like yeah, um, again I with think... um, with uh, who was it? Brad and Phil, basically. I mean, with with Jed, you've got the like. It helps if you know your punk bands <laughs> and with Alex you've got that moment where you suddenly have to remember that a bruise is called a hematoma um, but yeah just to occasionally have these sex tests yeah th so again do it, I, th I think it fits sex, really you have to remember some yeah. facts I mean beyond like the absolute basics of like what goes where and how to make it safe like the, uh, the basic idea is I think this all feeds into the really transactional nature it has uh, there was like it gives to all the, the sex it wants to give you that like hey do some things like play the minor game that we can somehow do in Rempai's very limited engine and you'll get the right stuff out in the end we promise it's yeah it feels very ham-fisted there is one more character I think apart from one of the minor uh, there's ones there's several well there's Serious? several more if you include the um... yeah there's several if you include the bro finder which is your your adorable app developing um, roommate has decided the right thing to do is basically recreate grinder, but for bros so you get bro fists and chest bumps and things like that to find other gay dudes which is tedious beyond all belief and just a, a really, really sour joke in my mouth, at least. 
But um, yeah. but yeah, apart from I mean, that, one of them does play on it in that one of those dates is someone who did just want to hang out and watch a film. <laughs> really? Is that... Th- wow. Yeah. No, obviously, yeah. you're far more devoted than me because I thought, oh, God, these look like trash and avoided them. They're weird. They're... I mean... Because have we covered all the main people now? Uh, it's Amos. Alex, Brad, Amos is, I Ian. think, the last... Yeah. So the, so there's Amos, who's the oh, extra Ian. person. We, we didn't talk about Ian. Ian. Bay, Bay Ian. Oh, of course, Ian. Like, like the probably canano- canonical um, love interest, possibly. Back to Ian. Ian being my favourite character in the game, eventually. And I tried to pursue him in the first run, actually, but I just didn't know how. Um, we did talk about him, I think, a little bit uh, when I mentioned how to make Mark a sports guy. Um... A little bit more about Ian. Ian is also your roommate, and Ian turns out to be into butt stuff because when Zoe, his girlfriend slash ex-girlfriend slash girlfriend slash ex-girlfriend, um, it's complicated and surprisingly weirdly complicated, if you ask me. Um, I don't know real relationships that look like that. That's unhealthy. I, I'd advise them to either like split up or find a counselor. Well. Um, I don't know. Have you played his roots through? Yeah, I have a couple of times now. And I always find it the most sort of like lovey-dovey romantic, but also very definitely the most contrived. It's very, very weird. Yes. Yes, it is. It's extremely weird. Uh, I did very much appreciate the whole... Um, I don't know. I played him through the walkthrough and the entire focus on giving him space, giving him time... Mm, that was a very definitely. nice one. I really appreciated that. Uh, um, sadly, though, um, then it turned out that he was having this weird sexual fantasy thing. Um, that didn't make no sense. Um, yeah. Do, do you want to just describe the setup for the fantasy at the end? Yes. Okay. So Ian is this uh, assumed straight guy who actually eventually kisses you at this frat party and really enjoys it. And from that point on, just has a really big hard on for you. And you have a really big hard on for him. So why don't you just like make up and have sex and have a relationship? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, He doesn't seem to have any problem with um, being gay. But he does seem to have a problem with you not loving him or loving him or a friendship. So what he does is Zoe, who turns out to be this kinky mistress. Wow. Um, yeah, that was that was a ton up. Yes, that was very confusing for me too, in part. Um, um, he decides to ask her to live out his ultimate fantasy, which is to be fucked by you. And what happens... It sounds so ridiculous, my God. It is super ridiculous. (laughs) Because if I was in that setting, all he had to do was ask me, hey, Mark, do you want to have sex, maybe? And I'd be like, heck yeah, let's do this. Instead, he goes to his ex-girlfriend, who will then bone him with a strap-on while he's being tied to a bed, tied to the bed, whilst being blindfolded. Oh, God, yeah. So he can think... It's Mark, but even worse. He asked Zoe to maybe invite some of his male friends or just a male guy to pretend like it's Mark. It just so happens to be that you entered the house at that point. That makes no sense. It's it's one of the more egregious ones with the, like, having... uh, Doing something sexual early locks you off later and it doesn't explain why. Because, like, I mean, that happens with Phil. uh, But with Ian, I think it's more awkward because, like the first opportunity he's incredibly drunk yeah that that was a very uncomfortable situation because yeah like oh in every single situation even before i got to guides it was like no you do not want any sort of sexual situation with someone this drunk no yeah and so they could totally have addressed that and like pointed out that that is the reason why you did not uh, you did not succeed um, essentially because you took advantage of him, of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah and but they don't do that it's just that his girlfriend doesn't turn up when you go to the sex shop and it just doesn't happen 
I mean, and it's like, ah, oh, that's... Yeah. Oh, that's very random and very not... Very not in keeping with either the characters or the sort of really basic principles you'd hope a game this, like, locked onto this sort of stuff would would keep to. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, it does also lead to the immortal lines uh, when Zoe, the girlfriend, is describing you to Ian. Just, like, he's... Broadly got Mark's like body shape and weight and height. <laughs> so, you know, just like imagine it's Mark and you'll be fine as you literally go into this like incredibly like well beautifully decorated candlelit apartment bedroom in the art district, wherever this is. And, and decide, loft. Yeah, and decide to what are the options like suck him off, feed you, feed him your dick. Um, sit on his dick or fuck him. Like that's literally like all of the above. All of the above in sequential order. You could just do it in sequence. Yeah, yeah. and I mean like it's, it sounds exhausting. It sounds it very is. exhausting for all you, involved. You you come every time, and he comes every time as well. So like, oh, you, is that is that what happens? Because I, yeah. I didn't want to hit. I don't think so. Because I, I think every time it's like, oh, you're really close, and then it gives you the option yeah, to do something else. Because I assumed really? if, you, oh. if you if you picked come on his chest or whatever it might be, then um you uh you like end the sex encounter there, and obviously you want to see it going in both the butts, so. <laughs> All of the uh, you apparently. I just went for one, and then I was done with it. Serious? Yeah, I was like, well, I I really didn't go into it for the sex. It turned out because it yeah, was no, really that, that it that's... was a really emotionally taxing experience for everyone involved, <laughs> Mark, Ian, and player. Like, mm. really demanding. Yeah. <laughs> I just have one thing to say about, like, um, on one side, it's uh, Zoe's relationship with Ian is very stereotypical. Um, the reason that it goes on and off, it's something that I've seen happen in kinky relationships as well, where um, the relationship between two partners is so complicated because there is a lot of uh, power struggle going on in there, a lot of neediness, and usually two people have this very strange relationship in the first place because it's a strange power relationship. So that's that's my interpretation anyway. Fair enough. Does that and make sense? It yeah. does, it does. We've got one more main character to cover. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So please, <laughs> uh, enlighten, guy. enlighten us, Claire, because you're the only one who so... decided to... Pursue this particular route. Oh, God. Yeah, which required a walkthrough to even get started. Yeah, it's a very, uh, but very... But then you can mostly do without if yeah, you no, figure it's, out it's, its trick. I, I saw the, 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 the side hint that suggested where you start the relationship with Amos, and it's a very, very, like, very easy-to-miss thing. Yeah, so you have to pursue Ian's relationship to about the halfway point and you end up with him being your wingman at the gay bar. And when he messes that up in his adorable Ian way, uh, you have to tell him to go home and stay there. And then you have a very uncomfortable scene where a lot of men come on to you in not very pleasant ways and you get rescued by this big hairy poetry quoting guy who is very sweet and romantic and then you have a really long um sort of section with him uh which essentially has four roots like so you can be really romantic back or you can be mean to him or you can just be weird <laughs> um, did you investigate all of these routes yes wow <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether I should like congratulate you or feel very sorry for you well, I was like uh, once you've figured out it's trick it's quite easy to do without having to constantly refer back to a walkthrough so I was fair just enough, sort of skipping through enough. and going okay because say each of the uh you've got four different types of things going on so it's just like looking at four different responses and going that's the crazy option that's the romantic option that's the i'm going to come on to you at every available opportunity option um and you have to write some poetry in this mode as well wow like quite long poetry i think it's probably about like <laughs> 
20 or so responses that you have to go through to choosing the right one each time, but there's like a clippy parody that can colour them in the uh, in different colours, indicating which type each one is. It's ludicrously elaborate for something so hidden. Um, but yeah, he's... I don't know, I think they sort of layered on the sort of romanticism of him so thickly that in the end he didn't really feel like he had an a personality you could grasp to um it's like oh he's he's very literate and romantic and he takes you to see breakfast at tiffany's on a steamboat and to a poetry reading and in a hot air balloon and yeah it's just odd (laughs) and then it turns out he's into sex wrestling what? And there's a whole sex wrestling thing. Sorry, can, you, can you please just say that again slowly? <laughs> sex wrestling. No, the, the whole sentence very slowly. It it turns out he's into sex wrestling or wrestling followed by sex. Okay. Okay. Oh, right. Uh, please explain. Which? Please. <laughs> I'm not sure what there is to explain. He's into having big burly men come round to his house, wrestle for a while and then fuck. Okay, that's an explanation. <laughs> I, you know, this might be a very downputting comment towards uh, uh, Obscura Soft, and I don't mean to harm her or hurt her or judge her in any way. But in part, it feels like she's put all her fetishes together in one game, and then all the fetishes that didn't fit into one character left behind and went Amos or the Bro Finders. I don't know. Well, the the bro finders are very um, they they're definitely playing into certain things. I can I can give a brief description of each of those if you like. Take but... boxes, basically. Like, have we got this archetype in? No, let's do a short little mini version of it or something. Yeah, I mean, we have the guy with the big dick. Uh, we have the guy who's a stripper and kind of embarrassed about it. You have to get him to admit to it and then he'll strip for you. Um, you have the nominally straight guy who just wants to hang and watch a film and you can go down on him if you approach that right. Um, you have the police sting. Uh, what? What? Yeah, that one gets interesting. (laughs) Apparently Mark doesn't know what poppers are. Oops. Uh, So there's a hilarious misunderstanding. And then sex. Um, There's the um, pop star undercover who has a fake relationship with some other singer whenever we're going through the list and going there's the something one you know you're not in a good place <laughs> well it's because i mean they're all single dates so they're not, yeah. they don't exactly have so a ton of time to no they're not going to be particularly well fleshed out are they yeah um, and there's the polyamorous one that has a um, that uh you get trapped in a lift with and have a gangbang with the fireman that rescue you <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that broke me. <laughs> With the fireman, that's amazing. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's it. They Obviously needed to you teach do. you a lesson about um, reporting that people Fire are <laughs> pregnant in lifts when actually you're just scared of being stuck in a lift. How does this work? I mean, I can imagine something about vi- fire hoses. I, now. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. That that analogy comes <laughs> up. <laughs> Can we just divert back to Amos very briefly? Yes. Um, Yeah, you've said that you said earlier that Amos has got some weird kinks about him. Like, is it treated at all well, or like? I think the the sort of idea and that he does this and it's like his secret thing that he's ashamed about, but it's not actually a bad thing is treated very well initially when you then get involved later on like if if you like get the sort of nominally best route then it's just a thing that happens um if you do the silly route then it gets very silly and like ian comes in with nunchucks and saves you from being Uh, beaten um and otherwise 
it gets weird. Very, like, uncomfortably weird. Something we can talk Be- about uncomfortably weird, or...? Um, it's really... It, it's almost hard to express how odd it gets and how because again it gets into sort of some fairly non-consensual territory because it's not like this is particularly negotiated there's just this understanding that you have a wrestling match and then the people that win fuck the people who lose and yeah there's there's no talk of the boundaries of that and it then goes into some really weird stuff which, you know, it never broaches the fact that someone could say no and what would happen then, which just makes it really uncomfortable. Again, this is a sort of situation where just the ability to say no and have that respected would be a massive addition to make everyone feel a whole lot more comfortable with the situation. Yeah. So do we think we have any concluding thoughts about this or...? Um, yeah, well, one might... Uh, I was actually about to just look it up. But my most conclusive thought is that I really appreciate games to start having some some sort of consent built into them. And I started off earlier actually saying this. I'm really curious if you consent to game by just playing it and saying okay to the, the warnings it gives you the first time. Um, and this is a long discussion we can have, but that's just my final thought for now. Should games uh, ask you to consent to something? And can you change that halfway through? Yeah, totally fair. Particularly given that the subject material being talked about and being acted out is really, really touchy at certain points. And Mm -hmm. very deliberately so. It's approaching difficult areas because it thinks it has something useful to do or say here. So yeah, I think for me it's it goes back to that sort of two-speed way of playing the game that to start with you all all the good plotting you start off with sort of becomes meaningless after a while and I I wonder if there's any any sort of BL game out there or indeed any sort of dating sim that manages to keep the the trappings of character relevant before it just descends into this is how we get butt sex out. Um <laughs> Yeah, that, just that the treatment of character is genuinely promising and you figure out very quickly that you could do this a whole lot more efficiently if you just used a guide and ignored all the trappings and yeah. whether there's a, there's a way to keep characters relatable and realistic or human in any real sense um, without, um, without sacrificing what you essentially want, which is you invest time in the, the the loop of you invest time you get some sex out you invest time in a different route you get different sex out um i just want to want to hope that that sort of option is available at some point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know if i entirely agree in terms of the character sort of falling away personally in that I found even when I was you know trying to get those last couple of things that I haven't seen yet and there's like a missing piece in the gallery I was still as much looking to see extra interactions as I was the sex and um, even to the point of like potentially jeopardizing my run by like pushing back mm. on things and, okay. and <laughs> calling it a run doesn't sound weird at all no, I, I know exactly <laughs> um, so, so, are, we gonna, are we gonna make the comparison this is like the dark souls of dating sims <laughs> yeah no it's not like dark souls but yeah that, that still um, that still boils down to the criticism you hear in a lot um, often with respect to twine games that you're um you're not telling a story you're exploring a possibility space yeah you know you you are clicking on the things because you've not clicked on that thing before and you want to see what's behind the box um and it's a really hard problem like how do you have people have an end-to-end experience which is both satisfying and doesn't then degenerate as you try and optimize and you know to some extent people are always going to optimize because some people have that kind of mindset but yeah no i think that's sort of the mindset that i came to it with that like 
I didn't realize that this would be so heavy on character and so light on um, actual sexual interactions. Mm-hmm. And that my, I skewed my playing towards, I want to get endings. And that's what you do in dating sims. You go for endings. And maybe that might be probably skewed my, uh, my opinion slightly. All right. Um, Lara, do you have time for a very quick music thing? Or do you want to leave that for now? For this time's music recommendation, I'm going to recommend Gold Trap. Black Cherry, but the specific track Train, because it comes with a very nice video. And it's a video that features trilling girls and dressing up girls, and generally kind of a sexy, uh, positive attitude towards female sexuality and to kinkiness. And that's really what changed uh, who I was quite a few years ago, as it was the first time I saw something uh, like that in a video clip on television. Uh, some of my kinks being portrayed there um, in a very normalizing way. It's a really good song. It's a really good album. It's a really good artist. Go listen to her and have fun. So it just leaves us to say you can find me around the internet under Regression with three S's. You can find Claire around the internet as Elisa. And you can find us around the place as INT2Pod. And I think that'll be it for this uh, this edition of Interactive Intimacy. Um, obviously, there are going to be hitches and things and some blank spaces because we're new to this whole podcasting thingamajig. So yeah, get in touch. Tell us what you liked, what didn't work, what you're interested in, all sorts of different things. And hopefully we will speak to you very soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>